We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, it's Flo with a super weird word, nightgown. If you ask me, it sounds less like clothes you wear to bed and more like things you say to your clothes. Good night, Capri pants, sleep tight sweaters, nightgown. We've got a big day tomorrow. Now a weird word I just made up, flotection. It sounds like great protection for your new home through me and Progressive, and that's because it is. I said goodnight, Capri Pants. Go to sleep. Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home and auto through Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. This is... With Giancarlo Nava and Ryan Goins. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Carlo Navas. And with me today, we have producer and co-founder. I'm not in Miami anymore. I miss it. No more echoes. You know, we're good. We're, we're in different rooms. Like, now we're comfortable with. Which is funny because before we were uncomfortable with doing the show remotely. And now it's weird doing the show in person. With I was shows. uncomfortable hearing you scream. Yeah, well, yeah, you got it uh, You got it firsthand. Uh, we have our professional screw-up, Mr. Alex Toledo, who surprisingly has been on a run of being good on shows. So I do, baby. No, you don't. <laughs> Gotta put those expectations down. <laughs> we have our heat insider, Mr. Lefty Leif. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you, sir? Very good. And we have our Photoshopper slash anime expert, Mr. Brass Jazz. What's up, guys? <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I thought you were going to say, nah, man, that's not my thing. Man. <laughs> yeah, I should have. I missed that one. Um... We have a lot to talk about today. Later in the show, I'm going to get into my beef with Brian and why I'm mad at him. I don't know if Brian knows why I'm mad at him. We're going to get into a new segment. Uh, I have changed perspective on the Kelly Olenek contract. We'll get into that later. Uh, I do want to start with kind of knee-jerky reactions that I thought that we were kind of over this. And to be honest with you, I thought that we as Heat Beat were a little bit better than that. And... Alex, you were on the show with me. When Bam got drafted, do you remember the reaction that we had and the reaction that Twitter was having? Man, it, it, was, it was kind of, it was yeah, it was bad, but it was kind of, I, that wasn't surprising at all to me. People had, like, the, the two guys that they wanted, and Bam was supposed to be uh, a late lottery pick, according to uh, mock drafts. So I wasn't surprised that everybody just, reacted badly. I'm talking about just the way, like, if you remember, Nikias was like, I don't understand what's going on. This makes no sense. Nikias. Nikias is like the super sanity guy, right? And then we have uh, Jack Alfonso came on the show, and he was kind of trashing the pick a little bit. Like, he was really confused. And, and, I, and we were on the show like, okay, you know, they, they might get one of their one of those, those bigs that shoot. Like, And it didn't take us all of two days to talk <laughs> us one highlight video of Bam shooting threes. Oh, that night. Yeah, that night. Like we, we talked ourselves that. that night. Like Brass, no, we, we talked ourselves <laughs> into that fast. 
I remember That's what Lave, we do. I remember Lave tweeted saying that uh, he think that he thought that the trade was gonna the pick was gonna be traded, and yeah. we automatically oh assumed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're like, oh, Lave said it's gonna be traded. Yeah. So we we talked ourselves into that pick, and I bet you, I bet you, Brian, we should do, we should do a poll. I bet you, if you poll Heat fans, they think that he's gonna make an all rookie team. I bet you anything. I'll do it right now. Cause I think, yeah, do it, just do it. Cause like, I I find that funny how how reactionary everything was around his pick because uh, I don't know how much you I know Brass you haven't seen that much of summer league and uh, Brian I don't think you have either but like I the, the little that I've seen he looks skilled enough that he looks like he can really contribute but he's also kind of clumsy like he turns the ball over a lot so he's gonna be a rookie he, he's 19 years old which I was I didn't know he was that young so. I just I just find it funny how reactionary we still are. I thought we'd learn, right, after the LeBron years, right, Brass? Like that we learned not to be this way. But apparently no. I don't know. We learned to be brats from <laughs> from that old era. Um no, but the thing is with the with the draft night, no matter if unless that pick was getting traded, there was Riley Wash talk all over the place. It, it didn't really matter. It's at, at the at fourteen, there was no one that was there that well, was going to be that people got, were going to be like thrilled about. I think if they got Mitchell, I think people wanted him. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, that has nothing but, to do with him. Just like Justice falling to him has nothing to do with him. Mitchell not falling to him has nothing to do with him. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, that's why like I feel like it was ridiculous when we praised him for getting Justice and then. You know, people online killing him for the ban pick as it happened. You know, I find that I mean, funny. The juxtaposition of that funny, like we, like people are not, like when they're either critical or supportive of Riley, they're not consistent in what they're criticizing. That's Twitter, though. Twitter kind of begs a, re- a quick reaction. You can't just say, "Oh, look, he picked Bam." It kind of begs for for takes, you know. I want them retweets, yo. I want them yeah. likes. I want them retweets. Give me, the, give, feed me, feed me. Um, and I, I was nervous though when someone like Nikias was like, "What is this?" Me too. Yeah, yeah. That and freaked like, me out because you know he's the voice. Like Nikias is the voice of reason. He's like the level-headed guy. He's you know he's perspective, and he was like, I'm, "I don't know what they're doing. I have no idea what." They're doing. And I'm like, "Oh god, better than us." Yeah, and I I don't know any of these college guys. I don't watch college basketball, so Nikias is trashing the pick. I'm like, "Oh no, <laughs> what's going on?" Um, no, but I, I kind of brought that up to say, because last show, uh, where we had Clay Ferrano on, I basically yelled for an hour. I yelled about Kelly Olenek. And while I'm not happy about Kelly Olenek, and Leif, I think that you are the one that can speak most to this, I kind of, I kind of get what they're doing now. They signed four-year deals to guys to remain competitive so that in four years, they're going to have a lot of cap space. Because Hassan's going to be off the books, and Goran's going to be off the books, and Giannis and other guys like that are going to be free agents. And it kind of reminded me a little bit of the LeBron run, like where the run that they made at LeBron and Bosch, where they were around. Like I think that this year's team is going to be comparable in in record to the 09 through 2010 team, or the 08 through 010 team, right? Like four, five, four seed in the East, competitive, you know, in it every night. You know, never really has a high lottery pick or a lottery pick in general for that matter. But it's competitive and then you make a run at a big free agent when you clear all your cap. And I just think, is Riley going to be around for that long? And am I on base thinking this? Like, he he was very meticulous and I think the four years made... In context, I think it makes sense because they're all on four-year deals and they're all going to expire and Goran's going to be expired and Hassan's going to be gone by then too. So, And TJ. Yeah, I mean, there's a few things going on there. Uh, One, we're in the Eastern Conference, so at any moment, the perennial favorite could crumble. Like, that's that's just, just, you have to kind of work with that expectation that right now, in the next year to two years, three years, there's a window of opportunity to... um, to be a top team in the East. Like, that doesn't look like it's hard to fathom. Um, As far as the contracts... I feel like we, when you look at the way that the um, the payroll breaks down over the next few years, 
this was really the summer that they had to capitalize on flexibility. Um, it had to be in some way they had to capitalize on the flexibility that they had by Bosch's deal coming off the books. If you look at, um, you know, summers out, uh, it would have been more and more difficult to have this much flexibility. So they continue to meet with the top guys free agent wise and try to hit home runs. So you still see that that philosophy of go big or go home is still alive to some degree. But I think that uh, eventually you have to realize that maybe those top tier guys are not going to like next year, if you don't have the flexibility and you have had these guys turn you down year after year, I think that what they kind of are looking at is let's bring back these young guys uh, to reasonable contracts and let's try to make them ascend. Like let, let's get the most out of them. They'll either be attractive trade trips on relatively good contracts in this, you know, NBA economy. And, uh, and you wait and you see if a star becomes available. All of a sudden, if a John Wall becomes available, you have a, a Brian Grant, uh, Karan Butler, Lamar Odom package to put together. Uh, and that was just like an example, John Wall, you know, I just I use him because Scriba, you know, wants him on the heat so badly, obviously, by his uh, Twitter profile. So. Um, so, I mean, they have the they have the, the contracts to match up to, to trade for a max deal. You don't have the pick, so you might as well be competitive. And one LeBron goes to L.A. summer away from being able to take a shot in the East. Honestly, Leif, I I like kind of sitting on it like i totally agree with everything you're saying and it makes perfect rational sense the only criticism that i can lob is that if that's and i guess it's difficult because if they're if they're sitting on these deals hoping to trade then something like goron and hassan you want to keep um instead of flipping them for picks because like i i kind of think waiting out this lebron stuff is probably for the best and more so the golden state stuff like kind of waiting it out and then developing young guys like justice and all that and, and and then moving them you know justice could be part of any package that they put together if it's if it's for uh if it's for a superstar so like but again the only thing i i the only thing i can be critical of is the not acquiring of picks just because it's easy to attack that that greases the wheels for those kinds of trades so much you saw what oklahoma city uh, got paul george for they got him for for Oladipo and 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 Sabonis. You know what I mean? Like they got him for nothing. Like if a team was willing to give picks, I'm sure that Paul George could have been theirs. Boston, we know, was unwilling. So that's the only thing that I, I mean. Didn't the Lakers? Me. Didn't the Lakers like offer them a better package with two first round picks and Jordan Clarkson? And that doesn't make any sense if that's true, Alex. That but the only that was reported for for like a week that they were offering the the twenty eight, the twenty nine, and Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, but we know we know how those reports go. You know, it, it's teams lying, <laughs> Woj, or maybe. But like that doesn't yeah. make sense. Like if two first round picks were offered, and they took Oladipo, either Indiana is this sort of massive incompetence that uh. Sacramento would be jealous of, or that's not true, which it could be true. Could be well, true. apparently the Knicks were jealous of it. They just hired a Sacramento executive. I mean, oh, hey, did. he had a he had a good summer. He they, did have a good summer. They did. Yeah, they did it. They did. But the That's... the pick situation, if the Heat aren't planning on being a bad team right now, since they owe picks elsewhere, you might as well be as competitive as possible and maybe even get take a shot in the Heat. You know, a move or two away from being able to get to the finals again. I mean, exactly. I, that may sound ridiculous, but if a couple guys ascend and then you make one move and and a mid level signing, all of a sudden, if LeBron's in LA. Well, I mean, what the path in the East is open. So that's why I, uh, I can't even wrap my head around how bad Brooklyn was this year because they, they had no incentive to be bad. But they, in their defense, they had a lot of injuries. And when they were healthy, they were not as bad as their record was. They had a stretch where they got healthy and they were not the worst team in the league when they were healthy. Yeah. They did have like massive injuries. So, mm. and in in the meager defense of the Brooklyn Nets, who, you know, who are the man that that job in Brooklyn has to be one of the worst jobs in recent memory. Like, except Sean Marks is doing. I mean, people are are talking about him like he's doing a good job. No, out like there. no, I mean, I mean, what got them in that position? Trading. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that. Like who was that? Was a, that was King? Was it? What was the guy? Uh, 
Yeah, yeah. Bobby Bobby Marks had something to do with that. The guy who now is writing uh, and doing the stuff for I think the Vertical or ESPN. ESPN now. Yeah. Bobby yeah. Marks. Yeah. yeah. He had like a key hand the, in that. Every, the, every time he goes on the radio, they bring it up. System reporter Bobby Marks. There you go. Dude, Woj, bad system apparently. Woj, listen, Woj is a system reporter. When are we gonna? Th- we haven't talked about like Woj. Who's this Shams guy? Who is who is Shams? Why is he so good at reporting? That's Woj's protege. Like, he groomed him to be this. Like, you think Woj wants to just break stories his whole life? Like, he, he's trying to, like, build an empire. So is Woj Tim Duncan? And this guy's Kawhi? Yes. Kind of. Like, dude, Shams is out here breaking stories and beating Woj, and it's like, whoa, reporter wars. That kind he's, of like the, he's like the, the Spo. So Woj is <laughs> Riley. <laughs> My favorite thing is all the memes of him dunking over him. Oh, those are so funny. The internet, the internet never fails. And I'm glad that we brought up Shams because we we have like last show we didn't bring up Gordon Hayward at all. What a crazy day that was. I know we're really late on this, but that's heapy, dude. We, we cover things late. Um, that was I was sitting in I was at LAX, coming back from an anime convention, just sitting down at the airport. Of glued, course, glued. I have to give that detail people around me in cosplay glued to my phone some people flew in cosplay it was odd i don't understand tentacles yeah that day i checked twitter an unhealthy amount of times no it was, I, Leif, I it just, was bad i kept refreshing same I, here i felt so alive it reminded me of what it was like <laughs> when lebron was leaving do you remember like i i remember those times uh, um i i could you could not separate me i was so unproductive at work it, i would you know what's the insanity, though, is that I have notifications on for all, like, the guys who would break it, like, the information, but yet I still need to go and refresh the timeline, even though the notifications are set. That's insanity. Because you know what it is, like? Because it's, like, those, like, offhanded rumors that aren't verified, but, like, that we feed on. Like, that Vegas guy in the morning saying, oh, you know, he's going to Boston. And he sort of gave up. Did you see that? We gave up. That was I like, think I, that was like one of the things I messaged in the morning was, uh, I think he's going to Boston, gut feeling, like, because you just see that. And you're like, another one. Um, I love when random yeah. people report something. It's like, then people start digging up tweets. Oh, dude, this guy had KD to Golden State. <laughs> but then some guy's like, no, but he had so-and-so to Boston last year, too. So that doesn't, you know. Yeah. Like, the community around free agency is so funny. And it's almost more, like, Man, that day was more fun than a lot of playoff evenings. I agree. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. No, just, for sure. What, like the drama, the story. What is, and, oh, and then when Hayward. The heartbreak. When they're like, that who, that guy on ESPN. What was his name, Brian? I, I want to credit Chris him. Haynes. Huh? Haynes. Chris. Haynes reports that. Could you imagine Haynes? Like, Haynes breaks that, and then Woj is like, up, 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 up. Haynes is yep. like, throws his phone on the floor. you got to be kidding me. He gets character assassinated for, like, three hours while this gets sorted out. We fired him. Like, everyone on Twitter is like, oh, Chris Haynes is totally losing his job. And Chris Haynes did not tweet a thing after yep. that. Dude, I'd be so Man. like his next tweet was Hulk Hogan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With with yeah, that was it was inc- it was such a great use of Twitter. All then, because Hayward didn't write his article in time. Okay, see, and then that I oh. see. I love NBA conspiracy theory. Like that one, that one's like that's 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 gonna be one of the. The well, but honest, what what do you think was the reason? Do I mean what do, do we do we believe it was because he didn't let you know Utah know first or something? I mean, no, I, I don't. I believe that. I believe that maybe. He was it had to have been a, had to have been a players Tribune issue. No, man. At that point, you, you don't just think so? like I. It makes so much sense, but I don't think I don't think Hayward or the people around him can be that stupid to know what the public like. Hayward's Le, stupid. LeBron happened. Like we saw the vitriol that happened to LeBron. If he was indeed going to go back to Boston, like at that point, you just let it ride. You know what I mean? And like. Any any backlash is so much worse after the fact than if you just wrote it out. You know what I mean? And I just have to think that no one on that team or whatever like could be that dumb. Because we so, all knew it. Like this- there one of the publications I think out in Utah got uh the agent what Mark Mark Bartlestein or however you say his last name, um 
and, and kind of went through the events of the day, and they said that they had eliminated Miami the night before, and it was down to Boston and Utah. He had three drafts of the letter, and um, he was coming to his final decision, and then it leaked that it was Boston, and he had not made that decision yet, which is total BS. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I kind of think Boston was probably a shoe-in long before any of these reports came out. And, uh, and then, you know, he wanted to do it his way and the Utah, you know, notifying all the teams and all that BS. Um, I, but I honestly believe, I believe that he had three drafts of the letter. Because how could you be so dumb and not? You know what I mean? Because, like, I think... Mm, because, I think he maybe had two. Okay, fine. What a... <laughs> They said he had one for Miami, but if they if he was eliminated the night before, what a waste of time! To write that, yeah, I, th- I think he's more likely to have one, have had one for Miami than to have one for Utah. I think he knew Utah was done. Euro sense, I, I agree. No, but see, I, you know, I probably would have agreed with you, Brass. Uh, I think most all just to get out of the conference. But what, Blake, what, who reported, or somebody reported that Utah was in contact with the agent, asking him what does what does Gordon want to hear. So you, that, but also uh, they said that Gobert said that the um, the inner the meeting with Hayward was really awkward, and he could tell that you know he was kind of disconnected and not engaged in what was being talked about. Was so Gobert <laughs> saying he got we got blindsided. I mean, pick a story, dude. Yeah, something like that. Come on, like I, I don't want to hear what he has to say. He he know, talks too much. He, yeah, he ta- Hassan is better than him. Hassan's better than talking. Kai, telling the Caius, I said it. I don't. So think, I don't think Hassan's better than him, but I think Hassan's better at talking than him. Wow. I think. Hassan, I think. Wow. That's that's a low bar. <laughs> no, I mean like in terms of being funny. Oh yeah. I mean Hassan's funny. Hassan's like, great. Like, I, we, I love. I love say, that guy. Listen, we could say a lot of things about Hassan. Hassan is hilarious, and Hassan looks like a lot of fun to yeah. be around. I've warmed up to him a lot. I really it it really uh, sucks to be blocked by him on Twitter. <laughs> I have to say. That one hurts. I, you know, I periodically like will click on his profile and check yeah, if I got unblocked. Like, no, nope. oh all right, please. It's. I'm sure it's been rehashed a million times. Well, what, what did it? Do you know? Um, he he searches his own name because I never would add him directly. Oh, like and, Adam Smoot. Um, and uh, he searched his own name, and I said some. I would made a bunch of disparaging remarks about him when he was sulking. And uh, you know, I've asked like every local media member and he employees to like ask him to unblock me, and he just <laughs> says nope, nope, nope. Oh, they asked like. Yeah, yeah, I've gotten a few people to ask him, I and guess, he I he declined. Uh, no, I have not got to him yet. I will though. And then that's Veronica. Get him on the phone. Let's get him on the phone. Come and then on. that's Veronica because she's important now. Ha! Huh. Listen, you know I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know I'm gonna do something nice. Follow at Veronica Kispe. Veronica V E R O N I K A underscore Q U I S P E. She feels self-important because she's a credentialed media member for the Miami Herald. She manages the online content, so give her a follow. She is sometimes amusing, although most of the time a pretty awful person. So word to Veronica. And she listens to the show. Tyronica's better. <laughs> Tyronica. Facts. You know what, Brass? So I have a, I have a, I have another account where I tweet anime, and you know sometimes they give me. You rec- do? I do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know that. I like that account better. Um, <laughs> and it says requested, like recommended follows, and like Tyke is always there. It's always there. And That's I, beautiful. I don't follow him just because I like to see it there. Because <laughs> I just go and I go, oh, Tyke. You know. My sister doesn't understand the Tyke thing. I don't, think I don't either. I don't either. This is exactly. so inside. Is any of our listeners going to know what Tyke is? Oh, no. Yeah. No, definitely not. Really, so, yeah. no. But still, more people know I about that than really the deep web. It. The deep web. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Tweet us if you know about the deep web. Tweet no, let's move on. I didn't mean to bring that up. <laughs> let's keep talking about Hassan yeah. and him blocking people. Yeah, well, you know, Hassan, it, it's funny because Hassan went from popular right like when Hassan wasn't you guys remember when Hassan wasn't playing a lot and everyone was like come on Spo you gotta put him in you gotta start him and like yeah like he came off the bench in a Memphis game at home and he was awesome and then this you know the Clipper game and then Hassan went from like really popular like people wanted to play him more to then him sulking and him being unpopular and us calling him names and then I was calling him stupid to like popular again like he's he's come back because he's funny and he's Hassan 
it, it was kind of like one of those things where he came out of nowhere and you're like, yes, this is awesome. He's amazing. And then you're like, wait, 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 we have to pay him $22 million. No, no, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. All right, we did it. Now I got to figure out how I'm going to like him. <laughs> I thought, I thought Levitard put it best that the heater dating the stripper, you know, like it's not, you know, it's, Hassan is not what they were. You cause like even, um, even Dwayne, like, and Dwayne was a like Dwayne was a bit larger than life, but Dwayne was not difficult. You know what I mean? Like Dwayne was not someone that I feel like the organization, for the most part, felt was unreasonable or would misbehave or like he would say something that would get like somebody in trouble. Like I feel like they're scared about Hassan doing. I feel like Hassan's a little easier for them to deal with in the sense like because power. Uh, well, well, that that is certainly true, but also like. With you know the sorry the influence of LeBron and all that kind of stuff, you get all these guys with these hidden agendas and and stuff. And, and I feel like Hassan is like on the surface, <laughs> like what's coming out of his mouth is what's in his head, yeah, and that's like it. He can't have two thoughts at the same time. You know something interesting about Dwayne leaving that I've realized lately is, like, I I think he fans are always you know organized first, but Dwayne kind of was in a way above the organization in the eyes of fans and now that he's gone no one is not even Udonis because I honestly think if Udonis does not stay like I know Leif is going to be like really upset and I'm going to be upset and like like we're going to be sad but for the most part the fan base is going to get over it in like three days the, maybe, the maybe Wade, Wade leaving is is going to be harder than Udonis is I still I still believe that and no, we I, honestly I personally I, I, I it, it sucks that that all went down like it did but I'm. I feel nothing now. With, yeah, I'm with over the, it with as the well. Wade situation. I feel and nothing. And you know, the funny thing about going through the LeBron situation is, I feel like it like made us a little callous. And then the Wade situation comes, and it's like heartbreaking. But now it's like Udonis. Although it would hurt. There's also like a portion of us that's like, all right, we've been through this before. Yeah, and, he, know, and he doesn't play. He doesn't yeah, play. Correct. So, I mean, it's not it's, a of on court thing. You're right. And we're forgetting yeah. that Dwayne left coming off the purple shirt guy game. Like, we're, like he left yeah. coming off us still remembering, like, this guy's special. Like, this guy. He was still special. having iconic games. Like, it was one of the best playoff performances. Like, we're going to yeah. remember that. Like, I think we Amazing. Were, of course. We're, oh, for like, sure. We're talking to our grandkids or whatever, and we're going to, if we're ask us about Dwayne Wade, like, I'm sure that that's part of the story. Like, Al's story. Huh? Yeah. Al's story. Remember like, the, yeah, the uh, fun bonding moment of him, Magic Johnson? Oh, yeah. And it was for that game, I think, too. Yep. Yes. It'll be it'll be like the last playoff run of his first Heat tenure, and then we'll have also another chapter of this deal later on this season. Last good playoff run he's ever had. You know, if we don't get UD back, I am absolutely fine with Wade taking his spot on the bench. <laughs> but like, saving that, saving the room exception for him. The the thing about no, but like hold on, if, if that's gonna be a thing, UD kind of has to stay, right? Like I don't think it was Dwinkle. Yeah, UD's gonna stay. Don't panic. I, like, He's I'm gonna scared. stay. I'm this is bizarre, man. This is it's a thirteen. What's happening? I did. It's it's weird to me, man. I'm not sure. Hasn't I feel this happened every confident. time he's a free agent. He, he was he was out of town like all last week, and they'll get some figured like, out. Every reporter I've asked, Chang, Ethan has said this last year. Every reporter, Barry, every reporter that you ask. They'll say the same thing, and I think Udonis has gone out of his way to make it clear. He still thinks that he deserves to play, but he'll be a good soldier. But he still thinks he deserves to play. Yeah. And they all say it. And I and it's interesting that they know that, because why else would they know if Udonis is not going out of his way? And again, I don't have any information. I, I should probably ask Chang how he knows this, but like, it's been expressed too often that I feel like Udonis is like, hey, listen, I XYZ, just so you know. Oh, yeah, no, he's very open about wanting a, a larger role and thinking that he can contribute more than he does as just like a spot player throughout the season. But if all, you know, is Cleveland really pitching him on coming there for a chance at a championship and saying, and also you're going to have an extensive role in the rotation all season? Like, I, I kind of find that hard to believe. So then, like, you know, he's going to kind of circle back vet minimum deals either way. And, uh, you know, like that vet minimum contract for, uh, I mean, I guess, I don't know if, they, if it counts towards the luxury tax with Cleveland, but, um, you know, I just think all things equal, he'll end up back in Miami. You don't think Dan Gilbert would do it just to spite Miami? 
Uh, maybe. That's I mean, the same way the same way Riley's going to push for a meeting with LeBron just to like completely uh, send the dirty pants up towards everyone in Ohio. You think Riley? I, I think. But I don't see how I don't see I don't see how Dan Gilbert can even make that argument that he'd get more playing time over there because he certainly he's he certainly wouldn't be able to offer more money than Miami. They're both going to be offering the minimum. Yeah. So so if 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 his argument is playing time, like that's clearly BS. No. It, and it, because I, you look look at look at James Jones, man. Like that guy was there. Look at the minutes he's been getting. It's all and leverage. It's all leverage. And Udonis and his camp knows that if Tim Reynolds is talking about Cleveland and tweets that the fan base is going to freak out because yeah. it's Cleveland and it's the perfect destination where people can have a little bit of doubt. And that's just enough to and make that, sure that yep, Miami gets it, him a roster spot. And it hit its peak when the when uh, Hayward chose Boston, too. It was right. like the, the timing of that timing. was. Yeah, exactly. It's obnoxious. I hate that aspect his, of all this. And his son, and his son with the Instagram posts of him. Oh god, that looks uh, so gross. Udonis photoshopped in a Cleveland jersey was the most uh, gross thing I've awful. ever seen. That's awful. At least they put it in the blue jersey, not that pea yellow one. <laughs> They're all bad. Uh. <laughs> the Heat Summer League jersey is better than the Cavs professional jersey. Facts. I mean, even the team backed away from those yellow jerseys. They did. <laughs> Yeah, they backed out of it. I think after the first season that LeBron came back, they stopped using it. It's so bad. Or at least they they stopped using it as frequently as they did the first time. I, I, th- I think the Knicks should go back to the orange. I like no, the Knicks I don't, and the orange. I don't like that. No, it's terrible, but they, I don't think they ever won in it. It's great. Dude, what whatever's going on with the Knicks is, like, we can complain about Riley all we want. Like, not we, but, like, the fan base. But, like, Riley's not offering Tim Hardaway Jr. that kind of money. Like, it's... Hey. It's crazy how adult, how professional adults are running that franchise. Well, I think I think when you hear people um, criticize the local media about how they uh, approach the organization with questioning, there's not dumpster fire after dumpster fire after dumpster fire taking place over decade spans. So I think that they've built up a little bit of uh, equity with those guys to not go for the jugular on every. I mean, like it's not like uh, like it's just like absolute chaos and panic around the organization. So they're not going to ask some of those um, questions that people. You know people what I hoping. thought was interesting because, and for the audience that that maybe not be aware, but like. Uh, when Riley had his off-season presser, um, a lot of people were being not a lot, but like there was there was a section of people being critical of the reporting being done on the Heat and how it's very always positive. Most you know, I would say ninety-five percent of the time positively spun, right? Like, and I I think that that's true. I think we can all agree that the that most of the things that come out on the Heat from the media are positive. And I kind of thought, because at first I was like, yeah, you know, you're right. They are, the media is kind of like, they are kind of gentle with, with Pat. And I, and I really did think about it because I, I did tweet that and I thought about it. And I thought about the Dolphins. And I thought about, because Armando's not kind with the Dolphins and, and Perkins is not. Like the people that cover the Dolphins are kind of rough with the Dolphins. But I also think that that Dolphin reputation has been earned. And Miami's reputation hasn't. And you can maybe and I, listen, Leif, and I know you might disagree with me. I'm totally okay with people criticizing what Riley has done lately. I think it's totally fair. I don't think it's perfect. I don't agree with some of the stuff he's done. I can see his vision for it, but I think it's totally fair to be critical of him for not moving Gorn for not moving. Like I think it's I think it's very fair criticism. I just don't understand what you want the media to do. Hey Pat, why didn't you trade Goran? Like what the hell is he gonna say? You know what I mean? No, I, I, no, I totally agree with you that, um, you know, the Dolphins and the Marlins and these other teams, uh, they've earned that. And also, when the Heat were 11-30, and 30, it's not like like Manny Navarro and Chang and these guys are writing articles saying, the season's going so good and they're 11-30 and 30 and there's still so much to look forward to. Like, they, they called it how they saw it at that time. <laughs> but, you, you know, like, the, the team – again showed that it was like heading in the right direction 30 and 11 uh they brought all the guys back so there wasn't like some mass exodus of players so i don't know how someone could expect those media guys to go into that press conference and uh and start grilling riley i don't think it's the time to i think like still there are chances to grill him i just didn't think that 
that I think the only thing worth drilling was honest. I, I Tyler, they did not. I know we're gonna make fun of me because it's Tyler. I do think that the Tyler contract needed some more explanation. But what's he gonna say? Like, I don't know what kind of journalism that you want Tim Reynolds and Anthony Chang to do. Like, what, like. Well, the 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 other part part of this is that like I know you said that you don't agree with the with the moves, and everyone is free to have their opinion on on the deals that are made and the moves that are made, and if they like what the Heat are doing or if they don't, they're t- you're totally everyone is welcome to that. But it's your opinion of those deals, and that doesn't necessarily mean that it's fact. It's it's your opinion of the way that the deals happen. So. Anyone who goes in and poses those questions to the front office who just executed those deals, what do you think that they're going to say? They're obviously going to answer that in a professional way that just kind of um, that kind of sums up what their vision is for it. Like any, you know, I, I don't know. I just think that people expect that Riley would get into like a uh, back and forth confrontational. Let me explain myself like with Russell's Anthony doing. Chang. Yeah. Like with Anthony Chang, like, come on, like you sit in a room with Riley for five minutes. Oh my God. And, I mean, the guy gets paid massive amounts of money to speak to corporations. And, uh, and we're thinking about Chang grilling him in a press conference on a, like oh a random God. Wednesday. Please. Brian. Hey guys, it's Anthony <laughs> Chang. From yeah. The my producer ah, I was waiting for it I'm so proud of you are you smiling Chang from the Palm Beach Post that guy Chang versus Riley <laughs> guys it's Anthony Chang from the Palm Beach Post Heaven Post intimidating dual one let's rock Anthony Chang Ty Riley's death battle oh god that's so funny the uh, voice of intimidation yeah when- I, man, I love Anthony. Anthony Chang has been so good to our show, and he, you know, Anthony Chang's down with the show, and he's down to laugh at all this. So, Anthony's awesome. Um, nice. <laughs> the voice of intimidation. Do you guys? And I, I, I wanted to get into this. Do you guys think that we're too easy with the Heat? And maybe like, because I know that we've been criticized for by quite a, like a few people that we handle them like we're homers and like, listen. I'm totally. I if if I. What do you guys think? Are, are we like? I'm okay with being called out because I want to be better. Maybe maybe we are. I don't know. Look, I'm a homer, and I'm always going to come yeah, from know, a yeah, pro man. organization standpoint. You're, so that's what you're getting Leif, from me. But Leif, I'll. But usually I'm a, chill. Listen, usually I'm going to talk you into our position, and and when <laughs> I say are, I'm speaking on behalf of the entire organization from the top down. <laughs> <laughs> she gave me like a badge, like a pin to put on like a suit lifer. Blaze, how often are you heating your DMs? Uh, not lately. Not lately. I love how that's a question. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, are we? Alex, are we homers? Like, uh, like I don't know. I, I don't think I am. Like, I, I, <laughs> I mean, I, I. Part of my brand is yelling about what I believe no. to be the worst signing in the history of basketball. I mean, I had an interview with 790 today, and Beast and Len, <laughs> when when they asked me, uh, they saw me wearing the Hebe polo, they asked me, like, oh, this is a bu- those are a bunch of heat lifers, right? Is that <laughs> our image? So yeah, dude. We're, we're looked at, so we're the lifers. My impressions yeah. are strong on there with this, all of the, on, uh, is this the because- sentimental photos and captions. Dude. And- I, I, I have a question. Know. Is this because of Leif? Like, is is it because Leif is attached to our brand? <laughs> I think it's because we always have guys like like all of us are usually defending the Heat. Are like, we? <laughs> you think about I, it. My brand is killing them for Tyler Johnson and calling. Yeah, but yeah, but that's it. But that's, that's it. That's it. the only thing no, organizational I, that you're against. Yeah, we're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> and still no credentials. Yeah, look at it's that. It's not fair. We it's should. not fair that we have the reputation that Hot Hoops should have. Yeah, you know what? You're right, man. <laughs> man, listen. They so said fun. Gordon Hayward signed with Miami. They had some great articles. I'll let that go. Season, I have to say. <laughs> I mean, like, top-notch the, stuff. The best part of the whole Hayward thing was, like, they'd write, like, an article, and Harrison's like, this is our competition. And I was like, Harrison, be nice. <laughs> <laughs> and they're very nice, Harrison. Be nice. Oh, God. So, man, 
Alex, they really said that we're the we're the bunch of lifers. Oh my god, I don't want to be that. Yeah, they like scoffed at it like in front of my face. I'm like, really? You're gonna have to you're gonna have to cut me and part ways with me, man. That's the only way that uh that you're gonna lose that label. How do Sorry. I? How do we shake this to be a? I don't know, man. What the hell? Like, why do you want to shake it? Who cares? I don't know. I want to be. I want to be respected. Look, do you want to win championships or do you want to be a Denver Nugget? That's your choices. What is your choice to be? <laughs> Name of the episode. <laughs> was that your? Was, you know what a Denver Nugget podcast looks like. <laughs> That's a plus stuff right there. What were you saying, Alex? I thought that was his pitch to UD. <laughs> UD uses Denver as leverage in every single free agency. Yeah, so Dwayne too. Yeah, <laughs> they love Heat players. <laughs> Did you? Guys- no, but I mean, but whenever, when like, no, I can't think of any sort of situation, any player contract signed, even if I'm sort of scoffing at it at first and thinking, ah, like, why did that happen? I hate Kelly Olynyk. I, I, I really do. I'm never gonna. I can't stand that, that guy. Can't stand his face. Can't stand his hair. Can't. He's just dirty. And you know what? I slept on it, and I woke up the next day feeling all right. I hate you. Like, I did. That's why you're the man. I just had it guts. But that's what it is. It doesn't matter what, you know, and, you know, and bam, and we're all like, uh, like, who is this? What's happening? And you could easily go down that path like, oh, what are they doing? Even they don't know what they're doing anymore. And you know what? And you see a video, and you you psych yourself into it. So, yes, absolute Homer. Tyler Johnson, great. I totally understand why they did that. That's a man who knows how to secure his spot in heaven. <laughs> hey man, hey, your question: Do you like anime? Do you like anime? Brad, did you expect that to go like in Europe? Like when you asked TJ that question, did like did you imagine it going any better than that? Because I can't imagine a better answer. I thought it would get some retweets. Uh, no, I well, I listen. I'm, I was a, you know what? I would say I was a little scared that he was going to say that he liked it, but I knew he wasn't going to like that. Oh, um, that, you know what? That wouldn't have made it funny. Oh, I, it was perfect. It was. There's per- nothing about the situation that would have been better than that. It was. It was beautiful. Nah, I love that guy. That's not Heat my Lifer. Yeah, that's what I. Heat Lifer. You guys really think that deal's movable? Yes. Oh, okay. So um, before I uh, listen, I don't want to. <laughs> I well, I, I was about to say I don't want to get into slandering Tyler Johnson, which is a bull bleep lie because that's all I ever want to do. We do want to debut a new segment. Um, Brian, do you have the imaging ready? Don't play it yet, but do you have it ready? Yes. Okay. So uh, basically, what this is is because the media is not out here asking Riley tough questions, right? So as you've seen, you know our own Lefty Leif is uh, our resident organizational shill. He knows what Riley would say. He's a lifer. He's, 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 a he's, he's the leader of this bunch of lifers, despite me being the host and the co-founder and the editor. And all that. Leif is our Leif, lifer leader. And uh, Leif is going to um, Leif is going to be Pat Riley for this segment. Brian, hit it. Pete, Pete Leifer. Is my least favorite imaging we've oh. ever produced. Was that a theme song from one of the, the anime shows you watch? No. 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 My 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 my, my anime OP's openings are uh, much better than that. Brian, no, how long no, did it take not. you to make that? Ten seconds. It shows. It shows. Alright, Leif. Alright. Oh, I'm sorry, Pat. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Pat. Pat, how are these deals movable? Who would want any of these? players who would want kelly olenic dion waiters an aging james johnson on like why how are these deals movable for a whale that's a great question um i want to be chang call me chang (laughs) now (laughs) truthfully uh they all are um entering or in the prime of their careers they all are from a market standpoint uh reasonably uh you know, affordable contracts. They can also be combined easily to get up to a max player salary. And uh, they're players that we hope ascend 
and end up improving so that the numbers that they're coming in at from a salary perspective, actually they outplay and outperform those numbers. So, you know, if you kind of look at it from that perspective, then uh, you've got a bunch of deals that you can move. Yeah, but Pat, why did you commit four years to Kelly Olenek? He smells like a hippie. He has stupid hair. He played for the Celtics. Like, why would you do that? I have to listen. Well, great question, Coach. Um, so it's important to understand that uh, that the mid-level exception this year was about eight and a half, eight point six million dollars. And uh, if you look at his year one salary for uh, this offseason, it's ten point six million. So we we actually got him this year uh, for a number slightly above the mid-level, which we feel his talent is right in that range, especially considering the fact that we needed big. Um, a bit uh, a stretch big behind Hassan and James Johnson. So we've got a guy we think once we get him in our gym and get him in shape, his skills are going to complement the guys we already have, and we're trying to win right now. Pat, Pat, but did you have to pay thirteen milli for mid twenties with limited upside? Again, as I previously stated, his year one salary is ten point six million, and then it goes to twelve point two million the next year. So thirteen milli is actually inaccurate information. I'd like you to go ahead and check that, and uh, then you can come back to uh, to the press. The feeling he beat. Hey, well, listen, Pat. Honestly, no, but Pat, truthfully, Pat, uh, Pat, are you are you interrupting Pat Riley right now? Are my credentials revoked? <laughs> Get him out of here, Tim no! Donovan. Get him out. Of- no! No, but truthfully, we don't know what the unguaranteed parts of the contract are. These, the, they're these bonuses that are unlikely to be achieved, and if he doesn't achieve them, then that money's not guaranteed. So we, we have no knowledge of what those are either. So we're also speaking on contracts that we don't have all the details for. I feel like this segment was basically just Leif wanted to get his takes on things. I don't know. Did you expect me to like no, speaking wait, of Pat Riley? I thought it was an audition. I thought yeah, yes. Mission accomplished. <laughs> like little little Leif comes in the group chat and he's like, "Yo, I got this great idea for us. I got this great idea for us." No, no, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I didn't call it no great idea. I approached it with a little more humility. idea. Let's call it that's so Riley. Where you guys ask me tough questions and call me Pat Riley, and I'm like, you know what? Well, let's give it a try. And hey. This is the this is the Kelly Olynyk of segments on EP, <laughs> like on the Kelly Olynyk signing. Play <laughs> fed me questions. Oh, really? <laughs> I didn't even get to the punchline, which for the last question was Pat is Anthony Chang indeed your puppet? I uh, know that would be uh, Barry Jackson. Thank you. Oh my god! Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been funnier if after every answer, that's what you play. <laughs> hey, chop, chop it up, man. We can make it happen. Oh, man, Brian. Is it, look, man, Brian, you're having a good show today. Proud of you, man. Oh, my God. Oh, you know what? Now that uh, now that we, we're very sports here today, I want to get into my beef with Brian now that we're um, we're nearing the end of the program. So after, after, uh, Leif, after Leif's suggestion, I wanted to... <laughs> I so yesterday I found out Brian. Don't worry, we're not going to get too deep into this topic because you're scared. I already found the FBI. Okay, so <laughs> yesterday I learned of this thing called the deep web, which is apparently this underbelly of the internet where you can hire hitmen by all sorts of like drugs and weapons and and like it, there's like cannabis message boards and like torture videos. Like I did not know that this part of the world existed. My sister watched a video about it and was telling me about it, and I could not. I and I became like obsessed with it for like pretty much last twenty four hours. About this time yesterday, I learned of the, the the deep web. Right, so I have a lot of questions. I'm like, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to do journalism. I'm trying to piece things together, and I go to Brian. Is that where they found Magruder? <laughs> what? <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> Hey, I'll, I'll endorse a Magruder um, <laughs> reference at any moment, so good call. Oh, my God. Um, so I've been, like, obsessed with this thing for, like, the last 24 hours. And I, I after Leif's great uh, That's O'Reilly suggestion, I go to Brian, and I was like, dude, I want to I wanna talk about the deep web on the pod tomorrow. 
uh, or today, whatever, whatever it is. And Brian's like, absolutely not. I go, but why? And he goes, no, because the FBI is just going to find us and they're going to arrest us. I go, Brian, the FBI is, like, why are you against fun? Johnny, Johnny, have you you been searching Tyler Johnson on the deep web? (laughs) No, but you know what's funny is that, so one of, like, I I got interested in well like how does a hitman like work like if you were to hire a hitman how does it work and I was asking the question like like what if you want to like get a hit on a famous person like how famous do they have to be and I was actually scared to tweet this because if something happened to Tyler Johnson I did not want it to be connected to me people looked through my Twitter account and I got like arrested squat like begs my door down and like bang me it's gonna be funny when Brian edits this part out of the podcast I'm just gonna be like presenting all your slanderous tweets in court and they're like are you sure that you didn't disappear Yeah, I'm going to be like, Alf, I'm just going to disappear. No one's going to hear from me. No one's going to answer questions about me. Like, it's just going to... Harrison's going to be hosting the show. Like, he's, he's going to, like, just do the show, pretend like I never existed. I'll get swallowed up by the, the deep web. I heard he, Twitter was digging up through there to figure out what they were going to do with McBob. So which which uh which heat Twitter members do you think spend the most time on the deep web? <laughs> I, I, I go with sucks or real Marlins fan. <laughs> real Marlins, real Marlins cool. fan is a one seat. Definitely. That's where he gets all his so videos deep. is the deep web. We should stay there. There's so probably deep. some creeps too that 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 you wouldn't expect. Brian, turn off the sound. You were having such God. a show. Why did you ruin it? It was funny for like three seconds. He's <laughs> so cold. <laughs> no, because you know that right, if, what? We, if we talk Coming over this, right now. Can you turn it off? Running to hide. I'm, I'm going to hang up on you. Which Heat player do you think spends most time on the deep web? Josh Richardson. Like, do you, this year or last year? I go with Luke Babbitt. <laughs> Holding a butcher knife. It just because every like time you look dark. at him, every time you look at his face, it looks like he's seen some shit. Yo, hold on, hold on. I feel like Luke Babbitt is a guy Write who always down. gets played right. on the internet. <laughs> yes. He goes on the deep web, and all of a sudden, he loses three hundred dollars on his from his bank account. <laughs> Where'd all my Bitcoin go? Honey. In here. Oh, you painted the ceiling. Yep. Blue. Feels so much less cooped up, right? I guess. What's the yellow paint for? Well, the floor needs a double line, otherwise it's chaos. Can you hand me that yield sign? It's hard to be without your bike, so do something easy and protect it with Progressive Motorcycle Insurance. With basic policies as low as $75 a year, you'll be back on the road in no time. Visit Progressive.com to quote today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.